This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Where's your innovation, huh? Sequels suck. Do the same thing. Everyone's happy. It's all about money, boys! Here we go again. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Fatigue. Actually, a mini-sode of Franchise Fatigue. This is a show where we talk about film series one movie at a time. I'm your host, Gabe Green, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, James Hamrick. What's up, man? Not, well, not as always, as the past has proven. <laughs> but from now on. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about uh, the BMW series, The Hire. Uh, and this is the last one. Um, this one is The Escape from Neil Blomkamp. Uh, before we talk about that, I want to ask you guys, if you enjoy the show, to please take a moment to head over to iTunes, uh, subscribe, and leave us a rating review, and you'll be very much appreciated. Uh, so the Hire series um, had two seasons that aired consecutively in 2001 and 2002. Uh, then the series lay dormant for 14 years before they put out one more short as season three in 2016 to celebrate the uh, 15th anniversary of season one. Um, they were probably testing the waters to see if they could revive the brand, uh, but sadly it came and went without too much notice, uh, and it seems that for now the series is dead. Although I, I hope they do try to make at least a couple more at some point. Um, like there, are, there are a lot of directors out there I, I can think of. Like I would, I would love to see them make a, you know one of these shorts. That's that's why. Like it's weird. I mean, I, I guess I really did come. And go. I've, I've never heard of this up until uh, you you brought it here. Uh, but that's like that's the fun of it is like who would I want to see do one of these and so I don't know the idea that you have all these different directors with the one central conceit of this driver like that that's fun yeah and I'm sad that they're not doing more yeah um, so this one was directed by Neil Blomkamp this was following Elysium and Champion it's like I felt like a lot of people they were like either in their heyday or like hot young guys this was kind of after, like he was starting to decline at this point, you know, both of them, they did okay at the box office, but they were really panned critically. Uh, then after the short, he went and started uh, Oat Studios and has been making shorts over there ever since. I don't think, I don't think he's like attached to direct anything, any movies at all. Like he's just been yeah. down, where is he in South Africa now? That's right. Yeah, he's South African, right? Yeah. He's been making shorts. I actually went through um a couple weeks back and watched through everything from Oat Studio on YouTube. Um, I, I Gotta say, it didn't raise my esteem for Neil Blomkamp all that much. Yeah, uh, I, I, like District Nine is in my top ten favorite movies of all time. I, I absolutely adore that film. Uh, I haven't seen Chappie. I, I, I saw, I saw Elysium, and I thought it was okay. Like I, I had no strong reaction one way or the other. It was a perfectly mm-hmm. fine way to spend time, I guess. Uh, and then. With Oats, I remember constantly thinking visually all of this, like not visually in terms of like his his direction, visually in terms of like the just the effects and the 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 art design. Yeah, just all of this looks great, but he's got a very he's got a very specific direction, uh, like style of direction, and I it it's not. Come to like just I guess by, based on his track record with Elysium and Oats and me not being a huge fan of that, it's more often missed than hit. Despite how much I, I love District Nine, yeah, there's a, like a lot of weird like concept, almost like tr- proof of concept trailers. Like he he makes something, hope he can get funding for something later on. Like uh, th- and there's a there's like three long shorts. There's uh the the Raka Firebase, which I didn't 
love either. Like, there's good stuff in them. The one, Zygote, is really good. It's like his alien. It, it, it stars uh, Dakota Fanning, and it's like his alien, and it has one of the creepiest monster designs I've ever seen. And just, it's a really effective little short. Yeah, so <laughs> back to this one. Um, so this one, uh, Blomkamp wrote it alongside alongside David Carter, who wrote on pretty much all of the uh, previous, or most of the uh, previous shorts. Along with Clive Owen, it stars Dakota Fanning as Lily, Vera Farmiga as Nora Phillips, and John Bernthal as Halt. Um, hmm. Manny Ferraria uh, stars as director of photography. Um, he, he had mainly worked as a, a camera operator, and he'd done you know various jobs like that on on uh, Blomkamp's previous three films. But he served. He was a he was DOP on this one, and he's since got on to, to uh, be the DOP on pretty much all of the Oats Studio shorts. I guess uh, Trent Opelock, who did um, Blomkamp's previous three films, he was probably working on like a Captain America or Avengers movie at that point. The mu- music was done by Christopher Pooley, uh, who hasn't done anything else of note. Uh, it, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's, it sounded very like throwing shade. He hasn't done I, anything else of note. I just... Hey, I, I go by IMDb. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's a wonderful dude. It makes wonderful music. Just, I'm sure his mom's a great fan of his. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the short features the 2017 model of the BMW 5 series. And unlike the first two seasons, they didn't bring on any A-list uh, directors to produce. Like the first season was David Fincher. Second season was uh, Ridley and Tony Scott. Um, and it was released on BMW's YouTube channel on October 23rd, 2016. Um, and what, oh, did, did you notice the weird aspect ratio in all the previous shorts? Uh, no, but I don't know, like, I don't know what, I, if I even watched them in the proper. I, I think if you, I, 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 the ones I saw on YouTube, okay. like, uh, it, maybe it's just the DVD, but also the ones on YouTube I saw, like it's like a two point seventy five by one aspect ratio, which is like these massive black bars on the top and bottom, the like super widescreen. Okay. Then yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's just the DVD I watched, and then maybe all the ones on YouTube are rips off the DVD. Maybe they weren't like that on the BMW website. I don't know, but it was like that on the both seasons. But this one, it was just the standard, you know, two uh, two point thirty five or thirty nine by one, which is just the standard widescreen. Which, which I liked. I, I didn't care much for that the style, look of the previous shorts on that on that front. So, I I, I do want to before I talk about this, I do want to bash Blomkamp a little bit. I don't I don't really like him much as a director. I think his strength is design and visual effects. Like the, the, his visual effects, even when he's working on no budget, always pretty much look flawless and fully integrated into whatever he's shooting. Like he's there's pretty much no one like him who can get just as good visual effects in, in within his within his scenes. Um and just the the design I think the design is like so many of his films are, are kind of just sold on this kind of vision he has, this very grungy, almost future look. Um it's it's usually pretty always good looking in that front. However, I don't like just I don't like what he does with the camera, which is that he doesn't really do anything with the camera. Um, his style seems to alternate between just very bland, flat, wide shots or kind of irritating, close-up, shaky cam stuff. And I feel like with his strengths and VFX, he could actually paint some really gorgeous images. But it just feels like he just wants to get that out of the way. Just, you know, put the camera up, shake it around. There we go. I I really like his his style and direction, uh, especially with District 9. And to me, it, it feels 
uh, a lot more intentional than just like putting it up there. It, it feels like that kind of intentional documentarian kind of style, but a little bit more composed. Which which which, which was obviously a feature of District Nine. Yeah. Um, and I think that actually a lot of time helps with his effects because I, I think a lot of the time what what sells effects is both how good they are as well as how you shoot it. And and what's, what's crazy the, is he does like bright daylight like the yeah. effects like the prawns from District Nine look tangible like I it's hard to believe that you that those people can't just reach out and and you know g- grab that alien arm or whatever um, and I think but I, a, a lot of that just the way that your mind sells the image to itself is also I think in the way it's shot. Because there is such a real worldness to it, it feels like kind of like just like news footage or, or whatever. A, a lot of time more, you know, more intentionally composed than that, but but not always. And I, yeah, I I think it works. I, I I would agree if if it weren't his style and every single thing he's ever shot. Which is why whenever I say I like it, I again so much of my praise for Neil Blomkamp falls squarely like within the context of District Nine. I love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in like fifteen years, or you know, it's been long. it's not that long. I love it, maybe ten, twelve years. Two thousand nine. Okay, it's only been eleven years. <laughs> it feels like a long time. <laughs> um, so yeah, and right off the bat, you get uh, several of Blobcamp's trademarks. You know, the weird scientific experiments from shadowy corporations working in news footage. Like it, it, it feels. It's got his feel to it. Um. And then you uh, open out John Bernthal, who's just his usual grumpy self. Like the dude, I, like, what is it about that dude? He's he's just scary. Like he's terrifying. The he, like he's the kind of guy you imagine like meeting at a bar, and just like you want to just back off and leave him by himself. I I freaking love John Bernthal. To me, he's the guy that he's I, I the guy too. that you meet him. at the bar. And he's scary, but you try to make friends with him so that nobody else picks on you. I guess it depends on how drunk he is. Like, because the thing is, he also like yeah. he he feels consistently scary and dangerous, but that's also never overshadowed by like. There's almost a bit of playfulness to him that I really like. Well, not in this one, but usually, yeah, yeah, not in this. But I, I also like. I think of like Baby Driver and stuff. And have you seen him as the Punisher? Uh, I've seen two. Two, because he was in season what two of Daredevil? Two, season two of Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, so I saw him in that. I haven't seen the Punisher itself, but I saw him in season two. The season one of the Punisher is incredible. Um, but back, <laughs> back to the escape. Uh, and just uh, as far as like Clive Owen, like he just slips right back into the rock. Like, if I didn't, if it was, if his face wasn't like significantly craggier, I would not have known. Like fifteen years had gone by. It's just, like he's just right back there, and it, it was. It kind of made me smile just how well he. Kind of slip back into it. Yeah, I. It's weird. I I wasn't aware of uh, when each of these were shot. Um, so, clicking on this one, I didn't know that as many years had gone by when they did, and so it, it wasn't until you got a real close up. And I'm like, oh wait, he looks. You know, he looks a good bit older. Um, but I think that's just because, like his voice is almost identical still. And uh, he still has like just that same really cool demeanor about him. So yeah, I I like that. It's weird, you know. I watched all of these over the course of two days, and I ended up getting super attached to the driver. And so visiting this last one, there was that weird sense of nostalgia of like, ah, we're back. I'm like I I watched the last one thirty seconds ago. <laughs> but him just being like, you know, 
I've done this a few times. I'm like, yeah, we've got, we've been through it all, haven't we? I'm very good at it. <laughs> oh, when he takes the gun from Alberthal and he holds it to his head to get a like serious dead eyed look on, so cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, Lily's response, you know, your chances of failure increase with each outing. <laughs> um, did did you get like a serious River Tam from Firefly vibes from her? It has been way too long since I've seen Firefly. Uh. I'd have to rewatch. Think about it now. I definitely could see that in the delivery. Yeah, I mean she's she's pretty good. But I was like thinking, oh, this is <laughs> this is River Tam. Uh, so yeah, it's just the, the car chase itself is it's adequate. Like it, it, it's it does its job. I feel like he doesn't set up geography all that well. We kind of cut around a lot. Like car crashes will happen kind of out of nowhere without you know without the threat being set up. Um, but it's it, it's good. And the, the, the final thing where he jumps off the helicopter onto the hood and is like shooting into the front seat, uh, which would have definitely killed uh, the you know, the girl who's behind the front seat. But hey, whatever. Don't worry about it. And then pulling down the helicopter with the car. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, they are doing the chopper into the bridge gag again, but they, they did it pretty well. And with an obviously higher budget this time. Yeah, this one just cutting like with the camera being as close as it is to the wheels and you're just seeing the rubber burn and you're hearing the engine get louder and louder and cutting back to the, the copper or the helicopter getting that much like i was you know you're just waiting for those uh wings to to clip the edge of that bridge and the explosion is all it was really fun uh, i i like i actually like the car chase a lot i think it's just because whenever i like what blomp camp's doing his style like if i don't like what he's doing his style annoys me but if i like like the overall thing the style feels to work a lot more for me and there's something about like the way he'll just fix a camera to a car or just any or you know yeah he'll fix it to the front car and we're driving and then another car just kind of like bursts onto the screen and i don't it, it looks really cool to me everything feels like it has weight and i think a lot of that is just because it's not kind of like movie stylish. It feels again so kind of real. Like these are just people who have set up cameras around and we're catching all of this. But it, it there's almost an added level of excitement for it for me because of the like weird kind of authenticity that it feels like it has. Hmm. Um, and, and this is kind of like another another uh, staple in all of the blob camp shorts. Like, I feel like he's trying to cram too many ideas and story uh, into you know, into this very short time. Like he's he's talking about you know, all these other. She's like, apparently she's a clone. This company's cloning, and then she like rattles off a bunch of other names. Also, flowers. I guess other clones, and they, I guess like this other doctor who's helping the driver make with you know escape with her. It's like. It's like like his head to have this massive story that, that wants us to feel emotional at the end when um, Dakota Fanning goes to uh, Vera Farmiga. But you're like, okay, like I'm glad she's I'm glad she escaped, but I don't really feel anything. Um, he, I think he's, his reach pretty much always exceeds his grasp in these shorts. Yeah, it's weird because I, I actually I like this one a lot. Like it's one of my favorites, but. It does like at the end when she goes and hugs Vera for me. I and it was almost even an issue, and I, this was probably just his direction to her, so it's not even really on her. But like, there was not nearly enough emotion in the reunion itself. It's just kind of a smile, like ah, keep it. All right, well I'll see you later. Glad you're home, honey. It was, it was like you know, like, 
ah, this is meant to be a huge reunion and it's just kind of a oh you're back I, I feel like I, I don't know if this short would have been nearly as effective if it weren't for just the terrifying presence of John Bernthal. He's a huge reason he, why I love it as much as I do. He just like provides that omnipresent threat. Like when he's like, you're, you're dead, mystery man. Like, okay, it's on. Also, he just looks super cool with that hair, the beard, the whole like decked out and all the, the oh, it's, it's such a good look. Did they say if he's coming back in Baby Driver 2? I don't know because everybody, I, most people I talk to always feel like it implies that he dies. Yeah, but I feel like I heard an announcement. Um, and I don't know if maybe I ignored that implication because I don't want him to be dead. But Maybe not. Oh, wait, I, no, I, wait. They confirm. Oh, no, no. It's the other guy that they show is dead. Well, he, he's in the elevator. You know, if you yeah. don't see me again, it's because yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think he is coming back. Yeah, yeah, he's returning. Well, he's got to take over for Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll die. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's a fun little short. So um, how do you rank this into your uh, ranking of the series now? Okay, so my last one, or my, my whole ranking is number nine, Beat the Devil. Number eight, Star. Number seven, Hostage. Number six, Ticker. Number five, Chosen. Number four, Ambush. Number three, Powder Keg. Number two, The Escape. And then number one is The Follow. And, and of all of the, so I really like, honestly, from seven and up, I really like Star and Beat the Devil were the only ones where I, I felt maybe more annoyed than like what I disliked outweighed what I liked. From seven and on, I, I really liked a lot. But then the follow is the one that I I enjoy probably. I would say there's not like some sort of significant gap. Like I, I think everything after that is uh, it's OK. It's just I, I ended up I liked all of them a lot. And then I really loved the follow. I'm really curious, like how, what you would think about these on rewatch. Like I know from I've seen them, each of them at least three or four times over the course of like two or three years, and I know for myself, like my my appreciation for them has kind of like flowed and changed and grown. Like some of them I chose and I didn't care for all that much the first time, and now I just absolutely adore it. Um, so I'd be interested to see. Would be, like later. and that's the thing I, because I ended up enjoying these way more than I thought I would. And I mean, just because of the names that attach, like I'll probably be showing other people these now, and so I'll, I'll be watching them more than just this. Another fan, yes. All right, so um, I would give this one three and a half out of five stars. Just a solid, a solid little short. Although it was weird, like it's a, it's a show about like getting you know divisual, distinctive directors to to get you know make their stamp and they got a director who doesn't really have a distinctive visual style. Like maybe I wonder if they had gone for a more a director, a director with just something more to him. See, uh, visually, I think if it would have hit, Blomkamp has a very distinct style. I, I feel like a minute into anything he's done, the other okay, the other thing that I really like that he's done is he did the eight minute live action trailer for Halo Three, which I really like a lot. But I feel like a minute into any of his stuff, I'm like, oh, this is Blomkamp, isn't it? But I feel like his style is more design and content. Like he has his themes. I don't know, even um, visually whereas, though, like, like it, it's got this, that this, kind of this not, not being futuristic. You know, he has to stick with reality, so he can't do. You know, have weird robots or monsters or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's even it's that it's that kind of faux documentarian style of his of fixing hmm. the just finding different things. Like I'm gonna stick the camera here, and this is the this is the POV for this shot. It, it's attached. It's fixated on, or it, it's fixed to this moving vehicle and. And now we're going to cut to this kind of wide over here that's very static. And then we're going to stick it back on a moving thing where it's it's fixed and we're not moving around or or whatever. 
I think it's kind of cool whenever done right. Okay. All right. So my ranking would be number one, chosen, number two, hostage, three, ticker, four, beat the devil, five, the escape, six, the follow, seven, ambush, eight, star, and nine, powder keg. And that is it for the higher series. Like, I kind of wish we could have had you along just to you know, t- go more in depth into all of them. But oh well. So that, that was fun. Uh, now we're going to be going back to real <laughs> movies. Um, so next week is going to be going back, finishing up the Men in Black Man, series. International has been what we were going to be doing next for so long now. It has been, yeah. So Men in Black International, hopefully, hopefully, maybe, no promises, possibly next week or next month maybe next year but we will get to it sometime i promise i feel so bad for it apparently it's already incredibly underwhelming and now it's like it's our first foray back into film and it's gonna be it's going to be the most disappointing return to form ever (laughs) all right so yeah that is what we're talking about uh in our next episode and until then we will see you in the sequel